This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite reality TV shows. Our views do not reflect the contestants outside of the show. Yo, 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 it's the Bomb Nerds. My name is Steve, a.k.a. Watson. You can hear my boy, Jazz. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. This is your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with a very special guest, Laura. Welcome, Laura. How are you? Salam alaikum. Alaikum salam. How are you doing? Thank you for coming on our show. It's our first time having you on here. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. I'm very, very excited. Uh, Jazz could not be here with us. He had a little bit of an emergency, but he will uh, join us next time. But... We, we have you, and you're a little bit of, like, someone who's, you know, watches a lot of uh, reality shows and some, you know, TV and try to really just, like, how to integrate it into real life and real life dating. Tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. I started watching reality, dating reality shows mm-hmm. in 2021, I think. Yeah. I started with The Bachelorette, Katie Turnston's season. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a friend recommended it to me. And it was around the time that I was starting to date after my divorce. So I was like, you know, there's something I could learn from this. I mean, I know it's heavily edited and all of that, but it does make you think about certain situations. And I work in learning and development. So for me, it's always like looking at things, reading, watching movies, any experience, thinking, you know, what can you take away from this? What can you learn? And I'm also enjoying um, watching these shows and talking with my friends about it. And also the internet can be a lovely place, especially with these <laughs> and uh, podcasts. Like it can be very, very fun to to talk about what's happening on these on some of these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Uh, it's you know what they say, like a a smart man learns from his mistake. But a wise man learns from other people's mistakes, right? So it's kind of like you're watching all these people. I'm gonna use that. Thank you. <laughs> so like I I do that all the time. I like watch uh, these people on The Bachelor and Love Is Blind gaslight each other, and I'm just like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and I think I don't 
technically watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette anymore because I don't have Hulu, but I kind of, you know, I know what's happening, so I keep up to date with what's happening. But I prefer Love is Blind because there are more grown-up conversations happening around finances and family and abortion. Right. And in the season, they talk about politics. Yeah. Um, so there's some real conversations. And I think in my mind is, you know, if I were to be in that situation, how would I react and what decisions I would make? Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense because when they come to the Bachelor and Bachelorette, like they're not really getting a lot of time with that person. And here they spend like 10 days talking to that person for hours. And yeah. I do feel like that adds up because the amount of quality time that you're getting together, uh, you can really connect with somebody, especially when you don't know what they look like and stuff like that. So it, it really helps you connect with the person emotionally. Yes. And another thing is, as someone who's in their mid 30s, again, I really appreciate there's an elevated level of maturity on Love is Blind. Like, there are people who, you know, they've been in their careers and they've tried all sorts of things, that they've gone through divorces. Now we have a single mom. Whereas, in, you know, on The Bachelor, we have like 22 year old women who are like, I, I want to get married. I don't know if I'll ever be loved again. I lost my high school <laughs> sweetheart. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever find love again, you know? And it's like, you're 22. You're here to be an influencer on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, like, there's, there's no way. Like, you're telling me this, like, girl who was a, um, what do you call the pageant star is on this show and wants to settle down and get married. No, she 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 wants to get likes. She wants to get followers. I get that. And like, I don't fault people for that, but I want to be able to at least believe that you also want to find love, right? Like, you got to give me both. Um, yeah. But I feel like on this show, um, it's a little bit more blurred because I feel like people do get connected. The only thing is, I don't think that this show is bringing on people who believe love is blind like a lot of these people seem very superficial especially when it comes to looks uh especially the men and i feel like this show was just built for lauren and gam they were the only ones that got together and they were i think they're, they're i think this show was just made for them we should have just called it quits after they got together um yeah and i think we're seeing you know and someone tweeted it i don't remember who tweeted today they're like, you know, this is a show that proves that love is not blind, but I'm still watching it. I know. like, it And does. I think we have instances in the season where it's proven that looks matter yeah. or it matters for some people. Um, but, you know, I think, um, you know, I was thinking like in my head, I was thinking, you know, what are some of the questions that I might get asked? And I know that Lauren and Cam are like the ultimate couple. But I also like Zach and Bliss. Yeah, Zach and Bliss were the underdog. Like nobody was for them. In fact, like Zach got like a uh, a villain edit a little bit, and then somehow came on top and made it work. Uh, so I, I I do feel them. They they had a little bit of a bumpy road, but I I did like them at the very end. I I did feel like they kind of meshed. And I'm mentioning Zach because I'm going to come back to him when we're going to talk about Matthew. 
Okay. Okay. Oh okay. God, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Matthew. Um, but be before we talk about Matthew, um, what do you think of the first six episodes so far? Uh, do you think it's better than the last season? Do you think it's juicy? Uh, do you think it's a little boring? What's going on? So I knew it was going to be a good season because yeah. from the from the moment it started, and I said this to a friend. They invested in music rights for a Whitney Houston song. Yeah, yeah, uh, higher love. <laughs> From that moment, I was like, "This is gonna be good," um, and it is the most watched season. Wow, really? Uh, data published uh, report, and it is the most watched season so far. Um, and I felt the first episodes, and I just want to say this in case so no one can hate me after watching this sure, sure. i did watch the following episodes so i'm doing my best not to spoil so if i say anything i apologize in advance um i felt i felt a lot was happening and i felt that there were more episodes than usual and then i double checked and no the, there are four episodes or four and a half in the pods and then um they go on their honeymoon. I feel a lot is happening. Yeah. Um, I feel there's a, a couple of things that I like. And then there's a couple of things that are infuriating me. Again, people coming on the show who should be in therapy or who ask questions about how people look or who are obviously there for the wrong reasons. But yeah. I think it's I think it's interesting. And I think we have a little bit more maturity than in the last two seasons mm, and a lot okay. more happening that is, um, you know, things that you can unpack and actually yeah. enjoy, but also reflect on. Yeah, yeah. Usually for me, what I usually look for when I'm watching these shows is like, who is the villain? Because <laughs> that really makes it for for you. And I mean, the, the season that we got Shake as the villain was wild. <laughs> that season was bananas. Uh, and then this season, I was trying to see who would be the villain. And one thing that I felt like was interesting is you could never pinpoint who was the villain because like, your attitude on people kept changing, even though it might go back to what it was, it was changing. Cause when I first saw Matthew, I was like, this guy is the villain. But then you find out that two girls were actually into him. And then you're like, okay, maybe there's something to him. Maybe he's a dark horse. And then you find out how he treats them and some of the stuff he says. So you're kind of just going back and forth a little bit. Yeah. And I think the previous season, the one with, um, the girl someone, someone said of, jeremy someone said in the comments that jeremy is the villain <laughs> yeah okay interesting um yeah um and, and again this might be someone who has watched <laughs> the most recent episodes um but i think with the previous season or i don't know the one where the the rich girl was dating the guy who didn't have a credit card i remember that was such a roller coaster and i remember because i was debating intensely what was happening with a very close friend yeah and we were both it was a roller coaster like i like this person i respect what they say and then like in the next scene we were like oh my god they're a horrible human being <laughs> um, and i don't think this season is that big of a roller coaster but yeah right. there's there is a lot to unpack and these contestants some of them are like 
onions. There's like layers and layers and layers. <laughs> and, yeah, and they all make um, you cry. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fair. All right, cool. Uh, one of the things that I really look for in in seasons is is the diversity, and I felt like this season didn't have as much diversity, which it was in Charlotte, which is like understandable. Um, so they had they have a little bit, but I feel like in some of the previous seasons, like Houston and um, uh, Chicago, they had more, which makes sense because those cities are more diverse. Uh, but that's the one thing. Remember when I messaged you and I told you, because I watched Love is Blind Sweden. I'm not sure yeah. if you guys did. But remember when I messaged you and I said, Love is Blind Sweden is more diverse than season six. <laughs> That's wild. That's so insane to me. That's crazy. Uh, to, to be fair, I, I don't know what people in Sweden look like. <laughs> I, I just think they look like people in Switzerland. Uh, but um, yeah, that is pretty crazy. So like, I don't know. I really like that. Like the uh, other two seasons, gave an opportunity for a few brand girl brown girls to break out like dipti got over 200k followers her season and zenup got over 200k followers her season uh so it really gave brown girls an opportunity to break out but when you think about it how did they break out they had to become victims right uh yeah. and it's it's really sad that like you know the only time we see brown people on television in tv shows is when there are abusers or when there are victims and when you go on a reality show you're like okay you don't expect to see that same stereotype that you see in the hollywood movies and tv shows to be on a reality show uh but then you do and then you're like wow um are we going to see a brown love story are we going to see somebody who's going to be on this show and be brown and and not be a victim right or not be like an abuser and i'm still waiting for that and like yeah. unfortunately this season uh there weren't enough of us in this season but hopefully one of these days we get a season uh a brown love and without anyone being a victim or an abuser yeah i it, what i would say about that is if they really wanted it to they would make it happen oh yeah, yeah. and that's the whole thing that on love is blind sweden there was i think she was from afghanistan oh really and yeah she ended up with with a white guy but they were having a lot of very interesting conversations like she was really challenging him on you know how are you going to adapt to my culture Ooh, and I see this this. Guy, he learned like belly dancing and he was dancing with her mom and he was eating their food and he was learning how to cook. Um, so I, I really liked that, but I also do believe that there needs to be more brown love and black love and, yeah. um, you know, things that go smooth and we actually see a couple that's successfully together yeah. because I think that when there's like a healthy dynamic between, um, you know, two brown people or two black people, they get to talk about things um, that, you know, it's, it just opens the door to other people to really understand those yes. cultures and to yeah, be more like, imagine if you had, Two Muslims, cont two Muslim contestants talking about their traditions and yeah. how you know the wedding would be and their 
um, you know, how they would follow certain, um, again, traditions from their culture, from their religion, like that would be so beautiful. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that's really, really interesting. And that's like a part of the show that we're not going to get to see because we, we don't get these diverse uh, contestants on the show. Um, to be fair, though, Love is Blind does a much better job than some of the other shows out there. Like you're not going to see it on To Hot to Handle or The Bachelor or anything like that. So uh, it does a, uh, a much better job than other shows, uh, but I wish they would focus and showcase it a little bit more. Um, yeah, but you know, the, the bar is very low. So when you do... <laughs> When you do just a little bit over or you do just enough to be close to the bare minimum, I still think it's not enough. But yeah, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're we're gonna give them half a credit. <laughs> give them half a credit. That's fair. That's fair. We'll give them a sticker. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about some of the people from this season. Okay. So uh there was a not a love triangle, but a love square between <laughs> Trevor, Chelsea, Jimmy. And Jessica. So, I think we called it a love star. <laughs> a love star. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand <laughs> what that was. But um, Jessica told Jimmy that he, he she had a 10-year-old. And he was like, that's not a deal breaker. Uh, but his body language says different. Uh, I kind of felt like he didn't want to admit it. But that was a deciding factor. And then... When she happened to mention that she looks like Megan Fox, <laughs> I think that kind of sealed the deal. Um, and she ended up reading him to death, telling him, when you see what you missed out on, you are going to choke. You are going to need an EpiPen, which but I thought Chelsea, was. Chelsea told him that she looks like Megan Fox. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. because of that, uh, he chose chelsea over jessica and then jessica told him she's going he's going to need an EpiPen once he finds out what he uh missed out on which um uh, which is wild i thought that was a pretty good read i thought that was very entertaining um what are your thoughts between uh chelsea jimmy and jessica these three um so i think that for so firstly for me it's sometimes infuriating how these men that <laughs> are not exciting at all yeah jimmy and burnett for example get like so many women interested in them and i think jim is jim is only asset is his voice i think mm. i just think at some point said like oh my god his voice um so i think that his number one is jessica but i don't think he was ready to be a stepdad. I don't think yeah. he was ready to commit to that. And I think that he was just, um, I think he was afraid to say anything about that. He was afraid to say, Hey, I think you're amazing, but I cannot commit to you because I'm yeah. not ready for that responsibility. Yeah. And I think Chelsea, that this girl is so insecure. I feel for her, but the first moment I saw her, I sent a message to one of my friends and I said, she is desperate. I, I hate saying that, but like, yeah, she was literally on her knees on the floor when he was proposing because she was that happy. And I was just like, girl, that's a little much. <laughs> Please, let's and, have some dignity. <laughs> and I think that on some level, she did the Megan Fox intentionally because she wanted 
to kind of win in yeah. the competition yeah. with Jessica. Um, and I, I didn't like the fact that he didn't own up to what he was feeling and to the situation in one way or another. And I can understand Jessica's frustration and her, the fact that she felt the need to kind of give that, you know, that speech and kind of like, Hey, you wouldn't be able to handle someone like me. Yeah. Um, which on the one hand, I was like, yeah, go girl. But also I was like, okay, this is a little bit too much. <laughs> it, it, it was a little bit much. <laughs> you will never be able to hand me or anyone like me. And I was just like, okay. Um, uh, I, I don't know you're doing yourself any favors with, with saying that, but um, what did you think of when Jimmy and Chelsea actually met and proposed? Because I literally thought he wasn't going to propose because he took such a long time to get on his knees and do the whole proposal. And I think he was thinking in, my, in his head, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? So, and they made it so dramatic, right? Because they were showing him, they were showing Trevor, they were showing him, they were showing Trevor. Yeah. And... I I was watching it and kind of scream screaming at the screen, please pick Trevor, please please pick mm -hmm. Trevor, um, and then again any everything about this man to me is <laughs> I just like him, um, so I he, I find him so bland that um, yeah it, it wasn't anything exciting I figured out that he was going to propose um because they made such a dramatic edit and then because he kind of ended it with jessica or jessica ended with him yeah um but yeah i was like oh no <laughs> what, did you, what did you think of trevor saying hey if he went first would she have picked him he asked such an amazing question. That's a good question. I was like, shit, do tell. And he knew the answer. That's the thing. He knew the answer. I think he understands Chelsea much better than Jimmy Jimmy does. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, I, I respected Trevor for the way he handled that conversation. Um, and when he said, you know, it, it's time for you to go, mm. like, don't, cause she kept like, I'm so sorry. Like, well, yeah, you've made your choice Yep. and you kind of have sit have to sit into it with it. And yeah. because it's, obviously you've done it for the wrong reasons. I like the fact that he says, I'm going to sit here, but you can leave. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. going to be the one to leave. I was like, okay, I see yeah. you. I see you. Um, uh, that was very interesting. Um, yeah, between Trevor and Jimmy, I'm going with Trevor. Uh, Jimmy just seems like he is all types of messed up. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. But I don't think another... he's done the work. I don't think Jimmy has done the work because if you're a grown up dating today, yeah, you have encountered the situation. There's yeah. there's a lot of single parents who are dating. And this is, I think when I, I was talking to a friend about Uche in the last season, when he was yeah. like, I don't 
girls who cheated, but then I would date you. Or I, I, I don't remember the specifics of that very ugly conversation. Oh, that yeah, had. Nah, I remember that. But I, I was talking to my friend um, and I said, when you are dating, you mm -hmm. have to have your non-negotiables clear. Yeah. And in the current world, single parents are out there and they're dating yeah. and you've yeah. met them. So you know whether you'd be open to that or not. Yeah, no, absolutely true. Uh, we got some people in the comments. Uh, Amna said that Trevor had her as his number one the whole time, which is true. Damn, Trevor did not play. Yeah, uh, I think it's, you know, I think here it, it depends because um, you, I think it's also great when people go through the process. Yeah. And they're very sure about it or they're, you know, they've explored. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that it, I, maybe there's, you know, looking at, pa at past situations, I think more successful relationships are when at least one of the partners is very sure about things. Yeah, yeah. I, I am curious about like how these guys feel when they meet. Because I, I think in the, tr in the trailer... Uh, they did show that Trevor gets to meet, uh, which I'm calling Jessica, and I believe Jeremy gets to meet Sarah Ann. And I'm just like, do these girls just? And I think, uh, I think Jimmy gets to meet uh, Jessica too. Do all of these girls get to sit there and be like, yeah, you missed out. Look how amazing I look. Trevor's like, look how muscular I am. I wonder if like these guys in their head thinking that I'm going to meet with them and I'm gonna make sure that they feel like they regret their choice even though they might not have picked them now that they know that they got picked they're going to act like i would have picked you uh even though that might not be the case just so they can feel bad and feel like they made the wrong choice when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So there's things that are happening in the season. Okay, okay. <laughs> don't spoil anything. I haven't, but, I haven't seen ahead. Here's the here's the thing. Um, I I think there's so relationships fail when ego starts playing a very big part or yeah. or too big of a part. So I get you know from that point of view, your ego wants to be like. Hey, nice to meet you. Here's your, here's your EpiPen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think for someone who has done the the work and they've they've done the you know if they're going through the process of growth and for them it's something that they do on a regular basis, mm -hmm. they're gonna go home after this. They're gonna process. They're gonna grieve whatever they lost, and when they actually meet this person, they're going to have a reaction that's balanced enough to say like, Hey, you know, this is who I am. I'm amazing person. I know I'm, ama I'm amazing. And you know, you've made your choice and 
I'm happy for you or, you know, good, have a good life. Good luck with everything yeah. that you're going to go through. Um, but, you know, I also wonder um, how much being in front of a camera and how much the fact that this is a recorded show yeah. plays into it. And well, I'm also wondering, you know, like producers who are like, hey, you know, like, just go and ask her, like, how does yeah. she feel now that she first, she sees you, you know, ask her, like, ask her if she misses your mullet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of that happening as well. Mm, so, well, speaking of somebody who's very aware that they're on a show, uh, let's talk about Matthew and his love triangle with Clay and AD. Uh, oh. Matthew, when he came on the show, boy did i think he was going to be the biggest villain of them all i was like why is this guy so weird what is he doing uh and then i find out that like two women are into him and then he goes on this rant about like i think america is rallying behind me now and they love an underdog and i'm just like oh my god this person is delusional uh matt's kind of scary to me i feel like he is not very self-aware at all um i don't know and people have mentioned that they think he might be on the spectrum maybe that's why there's something uh with him but like that doesn't really excuse some, all of his behavior because there's something that he's doing it's just not okay um what are your thoughts about matthew so i went through a little bit of a roller coaster with him okay um and i thought he was very awkward and i also you know, one of the biggest non-negotiables for me is this respect. So when you ask a question and then you don't want to answer the same question or when I'm talking and you're leaving the pod, yeah, that for me is, wow, no. But when he started telling his story and you could tell that, you know, he didn't have this practice of talking about emotions and having these deep conversations. And I was like, you know, the fact that he had a list of questions, that was his way of preparing. That was his way of trying to show up in a way mm -hmm. to kind of go through this. And I empathize with AD, who is like really trying to protect him and take care of him and yeah. give him a chance. And he was he, when he was starting to open up, I was like, when a flower is put in the right soil, it can bloom, right? right. It can grow. So it was like, maybe this is what he needed. He needed the right person to allow him to express himself in a safe way. And then AD goes into the kitchen or whatever. Um, and Amber's like, he's, he, this is, these are the things that he said to me. And they're like, yeah. word for word, what he had said to AD. He had a script. <laughs> oh my God. And then the the America is watching. Yeah, that that rant was insane. The America is watching rant was like wild. I, if if I had been a D, yeah, I would have felt very unsafe. And there was a wall between us. Yeah. And especially given that a D is black, like that. Yeah. America is watching and the villain like really sounds um you know like he usually votes 
red. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, have another he, way to put it. Listen, he he is a wealth management consultant, so um, yeah, I I could see that. Um, I, yeah, I thought sure he was really. If, I'm not sure if he just buckled under the pressure. Um, there may be, you know, if he if he's on the spectrum, if this really is like kind of the first time he's talking about emotions. I kind of always try to be empathetic and think about, you know, different situations or things that may have happened at this person's end. And, you know, if they're on the spectrum and they don't know how to deal with certain things, yeah, may have buckled under the pressure. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very uncomfortable. It was, it was, and like, it was almost like breaking the fourth wall where you're just talking about TV and America and all that stuff. And it, it definitely sounded like he cared more about the image that he was going to have on television than the people he was talking to and who he was hurting. And this is a man who in the first sentence he uttered was, I'm not here to be a C-level celebrity or. Yeah, you're right. Here's, well, here's the thing that bothered me the most. Even more than Chelsea saying that she looked like Megan Fox, this man compared himself to Superman and said Superman was cold too. Superman is the friendliest superhero in the world. He's so friendly. They call him the Boy Scout. He is, that's what he's known for. I was so mad at that line. I was like, what? Superman being cold? No, Superman is the friendliest superhero. In fact, when Christopher Reeve was asked, how would you best describe Superman? He says, a friend. Like, mm. I was like, no, this person, not only does this man does not understand dating, he does not understand Superman. <laughs> That's what made me so mad. When, when he said that, I thought that maybe in his head, on some level, he looks like Clark Kent. I could see that. I could see him looking like him, but he didn't say he looks like him. He said even Superman was cold. At first, Superman was never a cold person. He's always a warm, welcoming farm boy with charm. Like that's not you, bro. Just because just because you have muscles and glasses does not make you Superman. Hey, maybe there's a comic book in 1983 and <laughs> that he read when he was a kid, and maybe there was some side story. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it's the Red Sun Superman from Russia or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. Um, but yeah, so when Clay finds out that AD's other dude <laughs> is Matthew, he's like, who is Matthew? And then it clicks for him who Matthew is, and he is flabbergasted. He is blown away. He is at a loss for words. <laughs> And he, and then at this point, he, he almost like ridicules AD a little bit for being into him. But it was it was a weird reaction to one point where I kind of see it because he is kind of like a loner by himself and a little weird with the men also. So they also find him to be a little bit weird. Uh, and I guess that's why he didn't expect him to be like a sleeper, like, you know, uh, contender. Uh, but he was also like belittling her choice a little bit. Yeah. And again, Clay is one of those people who should have been in therapy. Clay said, I never watched Love is Blind, but here I am on this show. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. 
you at least read about what happens in the show. But I think I, lo I love your point that while we can understand his reaction or where he's coming from, yeah, what he says about Matthew and exactly what he says about AD liking Matthew also says a lot about Clay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like Cameron would never say that. Not even Burnett would say that. They would be like, "Oh, you're into him. Hmm, that's surprising to me." Or you know, just something a little bit, a little bit less. Yeah, I could see someone saying like, "Hey, I don't know how you could like him and me because we are so different." Yeah, right? you could say something like that. But he definitely did try to like make her feel bad because she was dating somebody who he thought was so far beneath him a little bit, uh, which I thought. Yeah, was or really you cool. could, you could practice curiosity and ask hmm that's interesting so yeah. how is it that you guys connected yeah you can learn something from that that is true that is true because he's doing something right he got two girls to fall for him um but amber finds out that you know uh matt you have been saying the same thing and she goes great i am living out my worst fear in real life slay <laughs> the way she said that with a deadpan attitude was so funny and then she decides to leave what a queen <laughs> yeah i just thought that was so cool you know what i love about that is that a lot of these contestants or these participants they go yeah. into the show and for some of them it's like these are the last 15 people on earth that i could date yeah and they meet someone that actually meets all of their standards and it doesn't work yeah. out they fall in love with someone else or it doesn't work out and then they go into desperate mode like i need to go and find someone else hey yeah. this person that i talked to twice maybe i could marry them they forget that there's a 16th option which yeah. is walk away and yeah. i loved amber for that and one of the things that because we were talking about how love is blind is better than other shows mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot more sisterhood between women mm -hmm. in Love is Blind than maybe on The Bachelor. Yeah, because the thing is, like, not everyone is in competition with each other on Love is Blind, whereas everyone on The Bachelor is after one man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it does kind of make sense. Um, but said, go... for me, the most important thing is this. And she was mm -hmm. talking to AD, this I'm sorry, this friendship, this connection for me is actually the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting was when Matthew got called out on it, uh, he basically went like, I'm going to gaslight you. He's like, that's not what happened. That's not what I said. What I said to you was much deeper than what I said to her. And then when he tries to explain... He just starts laughing and goes like shit <laughs> like he just got caught um he had no good explanation um and it just like he it just felt like he just really really got caught doing that to both of them and then he ends up with this like sad story about how you know he's gonna go get amber because he's devastated and it was a weird conversation and i felt really bad for ad because she's like you sound devastated and it's not because of me. That's crazy. Yes. And she went in to challenge him. Yeah. 
And he's the one who broke it up with her. Yeah. She didn't even get the chance to tell this dude, hey, you've been playing two women. That's bad. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, I, I agree with you. She didn't get to say her piece, and I, I feel really bad for her. But I feel like she is also mature enough to be like, whatever, I'm I'm over it. She got somebody, she's happy, and she's, well, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen all the episodes, but she seems pretty happy with uh, Clay. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, the other couple uh, that we want to talk about is Jeremy, Laura, and Sarah Ann. So Jeremy is a construction manager. Um, listen, I don't know much about Jeremy, but I do know I do not like him. <laughs> I, he just he gives me these weird vibes. Like the way he talks, it's so, I don't know, a little narcissistic. I don't know. He just like tries to be the center of attention a little bit. I, I am not a big Jeremy fan. So he didn't stand out to me at all. Yeah. Until, until, I'm not sure, I don't remember if he asked Sarah Ann about her political convictions or she just blurted out mm-hmm. that she is a patriot and yeah. she doesn't no. believe in, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I believe he said it. He was the one who mentioned that he was a patriot and asked her if she was one. Okay. Um but what I rem- what I remember is she said it and she said something like, you know, people use abortions as contraception. And then he was like, well, you know, I'm not going to tell a woman what to do with her body. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if he. Um, but his reaction to that was like. Whatever. Uh, where do you want to travel? And yeah. So you're sitting there in so much privilege or ignorance or both that you're Mm -hmm. not going to call this girl out. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't share, even if you do share, even if you don't share the same convictions as her, because he was trying a little bit to kind of challenge her. I don't know if he believes in different things or because he knew he was on camera and he was like, well, I'm going to do all these stupid things. I don't want, I don't want everything on to, to be accused of but I was like okay yeah I thought that was that was a little weird too um, but he is I think he just approaches everything top down like he's somewhere on a superior level than everyone else I do I, I do get uh, a feeling of that um yeah it's a little bit weird um and just the way he talks and stuff like that, like he talks like he's the center of attention in a lot of these like conversations that he's having. And I'm just like, bro, you, you don't really say a lot of interesting things. You're just loud. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really not feeling him. And I feel bad because like he didn't really do anything too terrible. Uh, but just, I don't know. Don't vibe with them. Um, another person that I do vibe with, uh, Kenneth. And Brittany, I feel like they're a cute couple. They're just very young. Kenneth is the principal. He is 25. Brittany is a former teacher. She's 24. They're babies. They're so young. And they don't look young. I mean, like, he, I mean, he, you know, he, he's a huge, tall guy. Um, and, you know, he seems very mature. Uh, he cares about his teachers, his students, all of that stuff. Um, 
but I think they both connected because they're both very religious. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. they seem like a good couple. I I vibe with them. I was feeling uh really good about them. I just feel like they're super young. They're just uh, <laughs> 25 and 24 is, is a super young age. So that's what he says when um before they even go into the pods when mm-hmm. the lashes, you know, appear for 30 seconds to get their paycheck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um and that's what he says you know i'm 25 and not a lot of people believe that i'm ready to get married but i am Mm -hmm. ready to get married and i'm thinking for um because for example chelsea got married when she was 18 or 19. oh yeah that's right so i'm thinking that for some communities and especially I'm going to make here an assumption and I'm I'm open to be called out on it but like Christian religious communities for some of them I think being unmarried at 24 may be too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I, agree. I even in our in our community like uh in New Jersey, Pakistani uh and, and a lot of Muslim people, they get married really really young. So usually it's like right out of college, it's like, yep, let's get them married. Uh so it makes a lot of sense to me that if someone's very religious that they would want to get married uh right away so i don't i don't think that's like you know a red flag or anything i just you know i don't know if a tv show is the best place to to kind of do this at i mean you can imagine that yeah i think that's a really great point because you can imagine that you know, because I can tell, I think she was telling like, hey, I'm part of all of these activities at church. Yeah. And I'm like, she couldn't find someone within her community. Um, but she found someone on Love is Blind, which I find absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's very interesting the conversations that they're having and then i I think we're going to get to the honeymoon but the conversation that ad and ken are having about the fact that um that they're interracial couple yeah yeah we'll, we'll get to that in a bit uh we got some comments uh someone said there's a self-assured energy that's putting off for jeremy he's very self-assured and i guess that's what's putting off he's too sure and i remember um there was a woman in a previous season who said about the guy that she actually rejected. He's too sure. Yeah, yeah. And it almost comes out fake when someone is too sure. Like they're saying all oh, the right answers. It was Nancy about the dude who was putting eye drops in his eyes because. He oh, couldn't. you're right. That was insane. That I forgot about that guy. Oh my god. But that is a really great comment. Too sure. Yeah, too sure for sure. Uh, for and then, things. Yeah, uh, and then also that yes, Ken and Brittany seem uh, so young. Yeah, totally agree. Um, all right. So and the other last people were Johnny and Amy. I literally have nothing on them except for the fact that Amy had this beautiful speech about how she is going to have to become the caretaker of her brother because her brother is uh, autistic. Um, I thought that was a really good conversation, very important conversation that yeah. like, a lot of people need to have. I, I really, really liked that conversation. I thought that was yeah. really cool to see. Uh, but then we didn't get to see a lot more of them after that. I think they kind of just like fell by the wayside until the honeymoon shows up. What yeah, are your thoughts about they're, them? They're too cute and too straightforward. <laughs> Yeah, they're not problematic enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I really, I really loved 
the the conversation they were have they were having about that and in another podcast that um and sorry to promote something else but I, right. I listened to to black two black girls and one rose they're absolutely amazing and you know they were kind of comparing the situations between Jessica's kid and Amy's brother mm-hmm. um it, of course it's not exactly the same but it it is kind of you know having another individual that comes to play a part into your marriage or your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's a, it's a big deal. Um, all right, let's move on to the honeymoon. So, uh, at the honeymoon, uh, we see AD and clay and they have this conversation about the gym and about how, if, if she starts getting a little, uh, a little, put on a little weight, you would be like, Hey, go to the gym. And she's like, no, you need to be nice about it. <laughs> what were your thoughts about that conversation? Well, first, the dude tried to find out the way she looks like in the pods. Yeah. So looks are very important to him. Yeah. And I think there's, okay, there's things that you say and then there's a matter of how you say them mm. but it also begs the question whether you say it in the first place at all yeah yeah, yeah. um and you know i think that there's there's a way to express for example your concern for your partner if they gain too much weight because it's unhealthy or something like that yeah um but the way he just blurted it out in in a way ad should be grateful for that because she's discovering who he is and how much work she has to put into that is true um, a marriage but she has to put so much work into into getting this man on track and again i'm not sure if it's just a matter of communicating how he feels mm-hmm. versus what he feels in the first place yeah yeah i i i thought that was a very uncomfortable conversation i don't feel like he had any of the right answers uh for that he was kind of just like well you know i'm just messed up man that's that's just how i am and i was kind of just like uh no you gotta take ownership you can't just be like yeah that's just how i am yeah. I don't know. Those are red flags, as somebody in the comments mentioned already. Uh, red flags for sure. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, since we're talking about bodies, um, what do you think about uh, Jimmy saying that AD was stacked? <laughs> um. So, you know. Men, God bless them. They don't have a filter. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that, again, you know, for me, it's like I'm watching this and like, what what would I do if I were Chelsea? Yeah. And I think that if I am at a point where I'm comfortable in the way I look and I'm comfortable in my relationship, I would be like, yeah, she's amazing. Look at her. Yeah. And I Chelsea initially has that reaction. Yeah. But she has it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, it, it was, and, you could see it in real time go from like, oh, it's this fun little thing to being like this uh, 
oh no, this is taking a turn for the worse. She, so firstly, I think, again, I, I think she's an amazing person, but it, she's also someone who still needs to do a lot more work. She's very insecure and she's very insecure in her looks. Yeah. And um, I thought you were going to ask me about the Megan Fox comment because the dude was sober and then he was like, she doesn't look anything no. like, she lied to me. She, she doesn't look like Megan Fox. And here's the thing. Even if you don't say some of these things that you think the other partner will perceive them on some level. Yeah. And that's why she asks him like, I thought it was like, hey, let's do a drinking game in this episode. And every time she asks him if he's sure, let's drink. We would have been drunk by the yeah. end of this episode. The thing is, like, I think here's the thing about that Megan Fox thing. Number one, I think she does resemble Megan Fox a little bit. Just a little bit. She does resemble Megan Fox. So I would not say that she lied, but I would say that she knew what she was doing when she said that. And, and, and she created this image in his head so that he, she could edge out Jessica and it worked. But then there's also a little backlash to that because now he has this idea of what she looks like in his head and that did not live up to who she was in real life. And I think that caused a lot of setback. And to him, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, she lied to me, but, uh, you know, I can work with that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and coming back to your initial question, right, about that comment about AD, um, I think that when two partners are, are comfortable in, in themselves and with each other. Yeah. You know, and especially someone who's like their friend and they're part of this experiment, right? It could be like, hey, look how beautiful this woman is, right? Yeah. And AD is gorgeous, mm -hmm. gorgeous, right? Squats and, and Jesus, squats and Jesus. <laughs> and I think, okay, I'm not a fan of Jimmy, but I think he went and talked to AD after this to make sure that, hey, she's comfortable and that she received, you know, as kind yeah. of call, talking about her body in this public space, like, yeah. Hey, are you comfortable with what I just said? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Chelsea just went into overdrive. They were not even flirting. They were not, they were just like, Hey, yeah, you know, you look good. How, yeah. how are things going? <laughs> like, he, he said he was gassing up Clay, which he was the, the videotape shows that that is true. He was gassing Clay up. And she was near him, though. She was like, she's nowhere near me. It's like, bro, she's right behind you. <laughs> she was right there. But um, yeah, but to be fair, in his defense, he was gassing up Clay. He wasn't hitting on her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it was it was very, very interesting. Um, okay. Um, what about the bean dip comment? <laughs> so... Um, I'm going to bring in something outside of the show that both all four parties involved. I think they did an interview with people about this and they posted on social media. Yeah. So apparently it was a joke that the girls would make that yeah. they, it was kind of like a thing between them. And then, you know, it's kind of those things like one of the partners says this to the partner with the thinking that they would have enough critical thinking not to make this joke in front of the other person or worse their partner yeah so i think 
there wasn't, I felt it was uncomfortable. I, I felt it was, what does this mean? Of course, I went into overdrive and thought a couple of a couple of things, but all of them inappropriate because that's where your mind goes. Mm. Um, and it, it became a situation without the need for it to become a situation. Yeah. And I do believe that um, Laura on camera, I felt she appeared um, that she had lack of empathy because I think if I were in her sh in her shoes, I would have said to AD, you know, this was not the intention to make you or Clay feel bad, but mm -hmm. I apologize that my actions and the actions of my dumb boyfriend made you feel uncomfortable. Like I take responsibility for that. I, I agree with that, but I, I feel like there was a level of dismissiveness on her part because when she was like, Clay yeah. shouldn't take it that seriously. And yeah. Clay doesn't know that's a joke, right? He doesn't know yeah. the joke, which I was like, I really love that AD defended her man in that situation. And she's like, hey, yeah. listen to him. It's not a joke. He doesn't know anything about that. He doesn't yeah. have the inside information. Exactly. So don't come after him. It's not his fault. Uh, so... Yeah, so Laura did not, at least with what we're seeing on camera, because yes. apparently they it was like a whole thing, mm -hmm. and we're not seeing everything. But I would have been like, "You're right. It wasn't my intention. I would not have reacted this way, but he did, and I'm sorry for that." And yeah. just like put a bow on it and shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> really should have. Um... And I, I feel like she also probably didn't explain the joke well when she probably told Jeremy, which is why he brought it up, because he didn't know what the hell it was. Um, because Jeremy already knows everything, so he doesn't listen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's very, very true. <laughs> uh, and then the other uh, thing that happened on the honeymoon was AD, who's just a social butterfly and very charming and being everybody's hero, is going around and she's talking to Kenneth and checking in with them and asking him how he feels about being in an interracial couple and you think how she will feel if she had to you know they had kids and stuff like that which like i feel like she was coming from a good place yeah. uh and i think when kenneth and um i believe britney talked about it later britney was open to it be like hey as long as she came from a good place and not from a like you know a, a bad place she was like i'm okay i'm okay with that i understand yeah. it um i felt like that was handled pretty well yeah, and I'm really glad that conversation happened. And I think Ken said the things that AD said to me are things that I'm not sure if he has sisters, but he definitely has friends. Right. Like my family, my friends are going to ask the exact same question. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a good question. I, I, I totally agree with that. I feel like it was an important, important conversation. Um, so we'll see. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, yes or no, peeing in the pool. <laughs> I, I was so uncomfortable with that. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I have the wrong information, but I was told at some point um, that in pools, they put the substance. So if someone does that, like the water colors differently. So you know that that happened. That's I'm, crazy. So I'm not sure if this was kind of 
a lie someone said to me, not that they needed to tell me this, but I'm like, this is not okay. And, you know, I'm, I'm sometimes amazed, amazed at the <laughs> fact that people do these things and then they're like, I do this. That was a very funny exchange. I like how AD's like, hey, you do you. You pee on your man. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you know, just nowhere near me. Do in your home with your partner, it's whatever. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that there's consent there. There's yeah. agreement. There's discussions. There's preferences. We don't judge. Yes. But, but in the swimming pool, you don't have consent from everybody that <laughs> you can be in that. <laughs> Come on, like for real. Yes. Oh my God. All right. Well, with that note, uh, we're at the top of the hour. Um, do you thanks. want to briefly talk about the rumors about oh, Jeremiah yeah, and Trevor? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the rumors. What are the rumors? Because I don't really so, know that many rumors. So Trevor was engaged, and Jeremiah was dating a woman who had a child. Jeremiah. Wow. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy was dating a woman who had a kid and yes, Trevor... so he was he was outed by the mother of this woman. Ooh. And Trevor was engaged, or I mean, there's text messages where he was like, I want to marry you. And then she and to be fair, I didn't read them in detail because um, firstly, today I had a busy day, and secondly, I like yeah. I'm gonna, I'm taking the gist of like the gist out of things, right? Like yeah. apparently, someone said that he went into the show being engaged, and mm. um, Jeremiah had a girlfriend. Damn! Wow! I I believe it. I here's the thing about these shows. Okay, so since I've like. You know, I may or may not be on one. Uh, the process of like from the time you sign up to the time you start filming, it's so like sporadic and so like lengthy that like I could see somebody signing up for the show and then like not hearing back for a while, then start dating somebody. Yeah. And then the show gets back to you. So you dump that person to go on the show. Right. Like, I'm not saying that's the, um, I'm not saying I can see them do that. I, yeah. I'm trying to like I'm uh, I'm saying the timeline makes yeah. sense, which is why I believe it. Because like if someone doesn't hear back from the show, you're just gonna go on with your life. You're gonna keep dating. You're not gonna wait for them to call back. But then you don't go on the show if you're dating somebody. So there was someone who went on The Bachelor or Love Is Blind. I don't remember who texted their girlfriend they're like i'm going on a business trip for two weeks yes i think it was jed jed he was dating hannah brown and he's like a musician or something and it was wild yeah that's exactly what happened he was like she sent to, when he went to the show she was the one who drove him to the airport <laughs> that oh was God. wild that was wild yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> which crazy. is why all of these couples they're not couples they're um threesomes because the camera yeah. is like the third yeah exactly and the camera the like not the camera itself but the, the concept that you are on camera and then you yeah. are on a tv show and there's an audience yeah that plays a factor in no it definitely does these relationships 
Yeah. But like, I definitely understand why this happens so often. It's because these shows take such a long time to get people on air. And when they do, it's so sporadic that like people would really have to like turn off their entire life and not like look for anybody for a full year uh, before going on the shows. And that's like, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. But like, you don't have to go on the show. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. Well, (laughs) that's interesting. Um, I hope they address some of these rumors at the reunion because the reunion. So they posted. They posted a video. The last chase again. One more paycheck. Yeah. Um, and the reunion is going to be on March thirteenth. Ooh, nice. And they are asking the audience to vote. Well, to suggest who should be invited, and to send in questions because apparently. This is the level where we are. Vanessa is not capable yeah. of asking other questions than, are you pregnant yet? <laughs> so, <They are. laughs> That's all the only question she, she, she cared about. So we need to, to help them out to ask other questions than, have you managed to reproduce in the last 12 months? I love how they're crowdsourcing the reunion show now. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. Might as well just put the whole show on Reddit and just have people ask questions in the comments. <laughs> Well, Reddit just uh, allowed Google to test some AI software on um, the posts or something. I'm, oh, interesting. I, I only saw the headline. You can tell that I don't know the tech, uh, technical details of it, but that is very interesting that Reddit gave Google access to that. people's posts for their AI program. AI is going to be the future. Our our my next host uh, is going to be AI. I'm just going to uh, fire Jazz and get an AI as a host. <laughs> just kidding, Jazz. We love you. All right, listen. Before we go, Laura, Laura, uh, how can people find you if you want them to find you? Um, I am on Instagram at um. Laura Toma, you can see my name, 2305. Uh, my account is private, so if you send a request, um, write something nice. Yes, <laughs> write something nice. All <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We had a g- great time talking to you about Love is Blind. And uh, until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Thank you so much for having me.